0: Thank you for joining us. This is Paul Wilson. And Chris Emke. You're listening to the Diesel Performance Podcast. Uh, Guys, we're going to dive into it right away this week. We got WC Fabs from Facebook. This week, we pulled up Eli James Lawson. I have a LB7 with a 64 G2 turbo, 30 over Exergy injectors, and Sportsman pump. When would it be a good indicator on when to upgrade the intercooler and radiator? I've noticed since running the truck, pulling my fifth wheel camper up steep grades with the AC on, on a hot day, I can't control my temps. If I turn the AC off, temps are under control for the EGTs and coolant. Also, if, ne- if needed to upgrade, what brand of intercooler and radiator are most efficient? This is a great question, Chris, and this is one that I really like getting. This is somebody who's already put some time and and money into their truck, somebody who's already made some investments, and now they're looking at like, hey, when I'm pushing this thing to its absolute limit, pulling a fifth wheel trailer up a steep grade with the AC on on a hot day, that's as... everything that's the perfect that, storm for something going
1: wrong uh, that's usually when i get the oh shit call like <laughs> let me tell you what happened chris let me tell you what happened but, or you get the guys hey my truck just did this well what were you doing well i was towing okay what was the temperature well it was this and it's like you have to pull all these key components yeah. you know out of
0: this situation no he, he says like basically when i'm taking my truck to its absolute working limits things are getting too hot what do i do what are the temps he, oh you okay know? let's assume that they are pushing up to a point to where it's looking dangerous Coolant's broaching 160 egt's 160 okay uh you, you know what i mean sorry okay, so like let's say so, so uh, we'll,
1: we'll dive into this. i'll just yeah. a scenario right so a gentleman uh, i'm not going to mention names probably because i can't remember it this was a couple weeks ago um, arizona right LOI duramax known for overheating okay um, fairly stock truck uh, was towing i want to say like 13 14000 pounds. Uh, it was like a 100-degree day, and coolant temps were like 215 degrees. Gotcha. Okay? It, it's warm. I mean, it, it is warm. Um, I would ex- Honestly, I'd expect it to be a little hotter, just because of the temperature, this and that. And I kept asking him, I was like, so when you're running the truck, you know, it's getting to that temperature, what happens when you get to a flat surface, or when you sustain a vehicle speed? All the temps just drop right down. Okay, were well, you going through any coolant? No. You know, wellness check, kind of going through the truck. There are some times in a scenario, I mean, the best thing you do is just not operate the truck when it's hot. Or not tow that load when it is that you well, know.
0: Or or for Eli, just turn the AC off. Right, turn the AC off. Be mildly
1: uncomfortable for, for a short for a short period, period of time. time going up that grade or you know doing something like that. The thing is, is guys call in and they're like, oh, I'll do external fan or um, you know secondary fans, you know electric yeah. fans or the this or one. that. No, like there there's just certain things that you just can't get around.
0: Yeah. Okay. I I guess on on Eli specifically, I, my question would be more: Are we watching? just coolant is coolant temp and egt's are coming up because we're, we're going to address those two topics differently right so let's say we're not hitting 215 let's say we are starting to approach the 260 mark which is blown head gasket territory Yo, just, just realistically oh yeah. Yeah, like yeah, you, yeah. you saw 260 you probably aren't going to have coolant when you shut the truck off right absolutely so so anyway so let's say we're, we're starting to approach the 260 maybe we're 240 maybe we're 230 but we're hot right like we're we're oh we're outside of our recommended operating range Mm -hmm. now if coolant's coming up that's a big difference than if egt's are coming up because with egt's coming up he's already done a lot of the modifications that are going to help i would say maybe a set of wc fab intercooler pipes hot and cold maybe looking at a banks intercooler that'd be a solid mod or a mishimoto if you can get one shipped to you with no damage um you, you have a couple of options that are going to help a little bit, right? They're not a night and day fix, but once you've no. already done a turbo and some other things and intake and other things to it, these final little modifications, manifolds, up pipes, yeah, intercooler I mean, pipes, they may help enough, just enough to keep you safe in that scenario. They may not. It
1: may just be too much. Yeah. And I mean, I think with a lot of guys, guys that I talk to, guys that I deal with, it's tough because they've already made the large investment for a turbocharger. They've already made the large investment for an intake horn, such as Eli's truck and an intake and things of that nature. Sure, Um, He's got upgraded injectors, pump and all that fun stuff. You know, LB7, right? You got to do those upgrades. This truck isn't overfueled. I know Eli. I know this truck. Yeah, I know how it's tuned. You know, I I met him over at uh, out at UCC when we were out there uh, this year, Um, and he uses the truck. And I remember when we first started talking and identifying what he was after, it was a full package, right, complete package. So when you do things like this, like Eli, who's invested a lot of money. Now you're gonna get into intercooler pipes, and I, he already has up pipes and, and some of those components. But you're gonna spend another thousand to fifteen hundred dollars for just a little, just a little something. Like in most cases, is it gonna be a night and day difference? No, no, it'll never be that. Right. It's just gonna be a little bit. But what about the cooling system? Because that's just EGT, and then you know we there get to the whole there thing. There is there is the other side
0: of this component, yeah. right now. Now, and and this is my point. While we're on uh, EGTs, hey man, it's is your truck. It's your money. If you look at it and you say, "Well, these these pipes and this intercooler is fifteen hundred or twenty five hundred or whatever the dollar amount is," if you decide that's worth it, that's totally fine. I actually support guys doing that, man. Cool. Like if if EGTS are are a very much a priority to you, that's fine. Go go do the intercooler pipes. Just like Chris said, we're not expecting or setting up the expectation that this is going to be a night and day difference. Now you can run up at seventy miles an hour and just hold it to the woods. It's right. not what we're saying. We're saying that it may be just that little bit to help to make you comfortable. And if that's worth it to you, jump on and do it. If you're looking for brands, WC Fab Intercooler Pipes uh, and Banks or Mishimoto Intercoolers,
1: all of... AFE. The, I mean, there's AFE. A there, of there's some other options, we've options out seen there. A lot of, you know, and they work. We've seen a lot of kits come into, you know, trucks come in and out of the shop with different kits and, and setups and Honestly, there's a lot of nice stuff out there.
0: Yeah, there's not many intercoolers I would tell you to stay away from. I really don't have a lot of intercooler problems, right? You blow one up a stock one, I would say never put a stock one back in. That's just foolish to me. I did. Uh, Of course. (laughs) (laughs) Now, on the coolant side, things do get much more complicated.
1: So, Eli did do, head gasket studs, you know, the whole nine yards. So, the truck is, quote-unquote, bulletproof, right? Um I guess that's more six zero terminology. It's, it's a Ford world thing. Either, or, yeah. either or. You know, Bulletproof.
0: I, yeah. I put head studs in it. It's bulletproof. It's built. Sure. It's fully built. Did an EGR block. It did an EGR delete and, and head studs. It's bulletproof.
1: The thing that sucks here is it's not like there's an aftermarket bigger radiator that you could put in that's going to be a night and day difference. Nope. Okay. Not worth it. Um, we're not going to tune the truck to have the fan clutch turn on sooner.
0: Not an option. It's um, not a thing that, that we can do. It's not even we won't do it. We can't do it.
1: You can't. Add more coolant or change the coolant itself to run cooler.
0: Lower thermostats? Myth. Yeah, myth. Don't waste your time.
1: My first go-to with with this situation is... What gear are you are you in? What RPM are you at? What's the boost number at? Bingo! Thank you, you know? Chris. So it's it's just trying to identify operator and potential operator error. And sounds I,
0: like it, honestly to me, unless we're already crawling, it
1: sounds like the speed's too high. I mean, or the gears too too high. You know, right. he's got to drop a gear. He's got to go a little you know lowering gear. Yep. Uh, Get more, more RPM. RPM. Yeah. Get more
0: boost. And
1: uh, I mean, Eli's seasoned. I mean, he's he knows how to operate the truck. I've had multiple conversations with him in the past. Yeah, and you can tell from this message that. He has a clear handle on what's oh, going yeah. on. Yeah, I mean he he can identify operating the truck. Right. You know he knows his surroundings. Yeah. So no,
0: that's good, and I think that's key in these situations too. I know we haven't given a lot of concrete advice, such as go buy this product; it'll fix your problem. No, there is no magic less, pill for these. It's
1: more or less roll the windows down, shut the AC off. <laughs> you are taxing the engine that much more. That's the secret sauce. Nope. Anytime you can allow the truck to be just a little less stressed out, that's the component.
0: And I suppose if you're new to this and, and you're not sure maybe you don't have that like a lot of experience to say this is what I need to do exactly the first thing I would recommend you to do is play around with your speed and try try to go a little bit lower that may kick in to automatically yeah. downshift the truck yeah. try to go a little bit slower you may start to see your gauge come down yeah. you, you you get you got to play with some of your options when you're on the road uh, again there's no just you know, turn this wrench or take this magic pill and it'll fix everything. You got to kind of check out your situation and and your options and see what's going to work. We don't want you doing five miles an hour up the hill. That doesn't make any sense.
1: Dude, just add twin turbos.
0: There is the other final solution. That's not going to help with coolant, though. (laughs) Again, you may see coolant spike up quicker with twin yeah. turbos. I
1: remember I had so our enclosed trailer loaded was probably like eight thousand pounds, right? Um and I went to Kentucky, right? My yeah. truck twin turbo or whatever, and I was cruising like uh probably shouldn't say this, like ninety mile an hour, you know, with the trailer, just just cooking, right? And I looked at EGTs. Yep, and I looked at coolant temps, and those were the only two things I looked at next to my cruise control set. And I just cooked, I just went, and trans temp. I, I had to watch trans right.
0: But is it but but, but but that's it though? You were aware of your surroundings. It just it, it, exactly you know that that's well beyond what we would recommend a customer to absolutely do, or a listener. Please don't
1: go do that and don't call me and ask questions. It was I just wanted to get there.
0: It happened. Yeah, right. We, we could admit that. Awesome, man. Well, I think we really hit that one well. Uh, Eli, thank you so much for sending in a message. Listeners, if you have questions about your truck, about your next mod, or just diesel stuff in general, shoot it on over to us. Jump on our Facebook page. I'm sure you can find it. It's just Diesel Performance Podcast. So should be pretty easy there. Uh, Chris, let's dive into the exergy do's and don'ts. I pulled this one out of our archives. We have covered this before, but I just felt like it was so good and it, it recently came up for me that I thought I'd do it again. The don'ts? Uh, the don't came up for it you. It did. It did. I got right. a call. I, I I no longer take phone calls over at
1: Duramax. Yeah, Tuner. he moved up in the world. He's eh, he's, big he's big sauce. He's big sauce
0: in the world. I, I now work just on the marketing stuff. Uh, but anyways, I I do still get customer phone calls. Listeners, always feel free to reach out to me. I, I have no problem talking with you. Uh, I do rather enjoy it. But I got a call from a guy who had pulled his injectors out and, and told me. that The actual story started with, hey, I pulled my injectors out and I'm sending them in for honing, but I thought I should clean them up first. So I grabbed some steel wool and and knocked off any any crust or anything that I saw on the tip of the injector.
1: My eyes are bulging out of my head right now. Yeah. It, it,
0: it was a rough conversation. It, the the call didn't end poorly but it it was a hard one to tackle was
1: that a a phone mute and you just went what the fuck
0: it, it was like i couldn't even think i i didn't need to hit mute on the phone i had nothing to say right. like when he yeah. finished talking yeah. i was like <laughs> you you said what oh that's you, like nails on a chalkboard you did what you did what to your your very expensive injectors nails Anyways, on a chalkboard uh, right there so, so the don't for today is don't clean your injectors with stiff bristles abrasive brushes steel wool Anything that has metal or hard parts in it, um, you you will. It's not you might. It's you will damage the injectors. And then, at the very least, it's going to cost you more. Yeah. At, the, at the worst, it's going to cost you a lot
1: more. So, a whole new injector. Like l- Let's be real here. You're sending off injectors to a company such as Exergy, and they know that they're getting sent a used set of injectors. They're they do not need you to clean them. They're that yes. there's going to be crap on there. Don't try to falsify what you're sending them. Oh the nozzles are clean. Not, it's gonna test better. It's only, just gonna test better.
0: Not only that, but like you a built in part of that pricing, no matter who you go to, XRG or anybody else, yep. if you send injectors in for honing, they have to clean the injectors before they hone them because they can't run their machines on dirty injectors. They'd be like dangerous and stupid and not work. Yeah. So it doesn't does not even matter if it's one of XRG's competitors or a totally different company. There is no benefit and no cost savings to you to clean the injectors yourself. Now, if you're a DIY guy and you're pulling your injectors out to inspect them and you got to put them back in the truck, hey, you might need to wipe them down. Yep. That's fine. Use a soft rag that is clean. I usually suggest grab a brand new rag or a brand new shop towel, not a regular paper towel that's going to dissolve and go right. into your injectors. But, like, an actual shop towel with no... Not terry cloth, where it's yep. got got a bunch of hair and fuzz yeah, all it's, over. Yeah, it'll get in the panel. That can get in the nozzle. Think about think about this. Like think about what you're doing, what you're working with. It's precision equipment that run that's measured in microseconds and thousands of psi. You said it. That right? Like just just man. pause what you're going to do and think about that before you do it.
1: But there was crap and, should, and rust on there, man. There was crud.
0: Not <laughs> and also, by the way. If you can visually, like with a naked eye, see a problem with your injector, don't even fucking send them (laughs) in. Do not try to fix it unless you work at an injector company, like or a high pressure fuel system company. Like, if you, if your naked eye can see that there's rust on the tip of your injector. There's no amount of cleaning that's going to fix the internal damage that's already happened.
1: Oh, no, you have debris build up like that on the outside, you can almost be guaranteed that there's is issues going you, on inside. You would have better
0: luck spending your time looking at your combustion cylinder as opposed to continuing to, to waste your time with the tip of the injector. So I, I really want to drive that one home. I know we've talked about it before. We've talked about it with the guys over at Exergy before. Um, but it, it is really important, guys. Just think it through when it comes to your your high-pressure fuel and system. Yeah. So,
1: so, Duramax Tuner, right, where we work, where they employ us, right, thanks for this. We do that um, thing, yeah. They do the Diesel Insights, and you've headed that off. I remember I remember a couple of years ago when you started doing this, and I was like, Paul, like, you were so pumped when you get going on something oh, an yeah. idea, like, you go with it, and then you don't shut up, and you keep repeating the same thing. For sure. And then it's contagious, and everyone has to start talking about it, and everyone has to start saying it. So you got Nick on board to do this like it was a weekly series it's maybe not necessarily every week but it's consistent yeah okay and the reception that i get from guys that call into the shop amazing guys love so glad information to hear that. yeah so Guys, whoever is listening to this, I do not give Paul compliments. Like, I'm just going to be very blunt. But um, what's been one of the latest episodes that we've done?
0: Okay, we, we just recently published Five Reasons to Tune Your LML. Now, we had quite a bit of discussion about this because we go generally on just very informative information in Diesel Insight. So we've covered P0700 codes. Mm-hmm. Uh, LB7 injector failures, we've covered turbo topics, uh, all sorts of stuff, right? And we, we usually don't try to do, like, anything that's about what we sell, but we started getting a ton of calls and a ton of requests, just guys asking, should
1: I tune my LML? Or if you owned an LML, what would you do first? What are the first few things you would do?" And then it's like, I love bullet points. This is perfect. So, tell us about your Cosmopolitan uh, magazine article. What did you do Yeah,
0: thank you. thank you. So, the list posts, which yeah. people like. I, I, as much I, as the the crew has started to, to poke around about, about the list posts looking like their magazine articles, I think it does present the information in a great way. Anyways, You
1: take, you take the information and put it in a paragraph? I probably won't read it. You bullet point it, I'll read it all day. Yeah,
0: (laughs) Yeah. I know. I know. And then if I put numbers in front of it, it's like I prioritize (laughs) those bullet points and you read them in that order. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Okay, I'll just give you guys a real fast rundown. I'm just going to list off the five reasons to tune your LML, but the video is so much better. Uh, It's only about four minutes long. Jump on Facebook. Jump on YouTube. Check that out at Uh, DuramaxTuner.com. We'll toggle back and forth, Chris. I got number one, throttle response can be totally improved with tuning
1: uh, night and day difference so a more linear feel or more of a, a linear reaction to how much percentage you apply the throttle versus what the truck actually does uh, always it. get complaints with some of the newer platforms it's just sluggish it's turbo lag yeah well, it's not it's not turbo lag it's a latency in the throttle and when it registers to actually do something to the ECU so we can improve on that um, number two it's going to be EGT control especially LMLs with switchable tuning that run the no-defuel option with smart EGT control. Yeah, and we have that implemented in the calibration itself. So you still want to be, you know, um, you don't want to be oblivious to your surroundings, but, you know, you still watch the truck and operate the truck, but you'll notice that the truck will have a different strategy in its upshift-downshift scenarios to help with regulating temperature. Yeah. Um, and also we, we built in a,
0: a formula to yeah. say that when the truck is under load, we know what those stock EGT probes equal in manifold temperature. So, stock EGT probes are not put into the manifold. Uh, The manifold is what we're talking about when we talk about EGTs in the diesel world. We want to know right at the manifold, right next to the combustion cylinder, how hot is it getting? Because that'll give us the quickest indicator to good engine health. So, So anyway, so we took these stock probes that are downstream in the exhaust system. We measured to find out what the delta was or what the difference was to a manifold probe. And then we built into the tables to say that if this truck starts to break this threshold, back down the fuel rate bring the temps back down. And it doesn't just drop the power, so you're not going to fall flat on your face. It slowly tapers it in. And then allows the trans to downshift. And then it can come back up. And boost to keep temperatures in check. And then you can get your speed back up. No problem, man. Uh, Number three is on me. That switch on the fly. Your truck is probably not used for just one purpose. Your truck is probably used for a couple of different purposes. You probably daily drive it sometimes, and then tow with it sometimes, and then your wife drives it sometimes, and then your kid drives it sometimes. Depending on the purpose of your truck we can set up a different tune to optimize it for that situation. Yeah. All right, it's a good way to wrap up, switch on the fly.
1: Nailed it. Cool. Number four, everyone's favorite, peak power. How much power am I gonna make? That's it, Paul, man. Paul, what's a stock LML gonna make, which is the tune? Uh,
0: with just a tune, it's like 505, 510 right there. But if you throw a lift
1: pump and a tune on it, 525 to the wheels, we've actually clocked 540 on a 15 yeah, before. we have. We have. So, I mean, turnkey 500 horse for a tune and a lift pump, you know, I mean— uh over which you should be doing a
0: lift pump anyways you should own. on an
1: lml i tell guys all the time should there's a couple things anyways. um and then last but not least my fa- hey <laughs> oh my this favorite. is
0: the th- i save the two
1: that we get the most amount of questions about for the end so if yes. it's not peak power it's you know it's gonna be gallon. mpg yeah That's so it. i tune the truck i'm gonna get 30 miles to the gallon so yep, guys, you heard it here first buy two tunes paul's extension 2122. Any fuel mileage questions that you have, let him know. Please.
0: You, you know what? Let, <laughs> let's open it up to the callers, Chris. Anybody getting 30 miles to the gallon, please call me extension 2122. I would love to speak with well, you. Well, my buddy's getting that, so it's all good. If your buddy is getting that, I would love to speak yeah. to him.
1: I just want to set the record straight, man. If you got a single rear wheel, crew short, okay, and you're on like a 33 ish tall tire, you're probably going to be hard pressed to get over 2021. 20, like yeah. maybe dip into the twenty twos, highway driving with Can the with the oh, the mintiest mintiest throttle response. And I'm talking like the headwind is in your favor, like there is none. Um
0: Yeah. I, I would I would even venture to guess that if you're in a regular cab two wheel drive base model, thirty to the gallon is still outside of your reach. Yeah. I
1: mean, I think I mean, hand calculated, the best I've ever experienced in anything. I had an old uh nineteen ninety first gen Cummins two wheel drive with a three speed <laughs> with a 307 gear and that truck got about 25 26 hand calculated and then my my 01 which was mm-hmm. a 5-speed manual, 2-wheel drive again. That truck would average around 23-24. Yeah. Now, I was putzing the truck. I mean, you know, I wasn't I wasn't enjoying driving it. Well, I was literally trying to utilize, you know, fuel mileage. I got some
0: data charts from Nick back in the day on the LML uh that he pulled 22-23 at peak on the highway. That was the best run of like just highway driving gas station to gas station. Came in like 22-23 right there. Uh, 21 was more average, though, for like peak highway if you're on and off, you know, on ramps and shit like that in traffic. Yep. But yeah, mileage. It, there is some mileage to be had. There is mostly mileage to be had for the guys who are on two lane highways. So if you're able to drive around 60 miles an hour, you'll be the guy who really benefits the most. If you're a guy who's on the highway doing 75 miles an hour, eh, you're probably not going to see too much of a change. It won't get worse. Right. I could say that. You get more power and not lose fuel mileage. How's that for something? Mint. Mm, right. I'll take it, uh, Chris. Actually, for the end of the episode here, we've already recorded it.
1: Yeah, did it last week. Uh, so one of my coworkers, one of our coworkers, uh, Jim Rennett, bought a kind of a predecessor to his old truck. So Jim has bought and sold more vehicles than I can count on my hands and toes in the last year.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say in the last year. If any yeah. of you guys
1: follow his Instagram, you'll see firsthand. Like, dude, kind of lives like a rock star. Yeah, um, yeah. Let's set this
0: up a little bit. So when Jim started, he drove an 065 Five, nine.
1: That was nothing to where it was prior. So, right. Jim's big in the Cummins community. He had like a 1,200 horse stock bottom end, 10 second Cummins. And he had a big thread on Cummins for him, you know, tons of followers, a couple videos that went viral, you know, 1320, where he actually blew his stock motor up. And uh, a couple months later, me and him have been friends for years. He calls me one day. He's like, hey, I'm going to buy a Duramax. And I'm like, no, man, like, buy another Cummins, put the motor into that truck, you know, whatever. Found him a truck. Found him a truck, good deal. Put a stock motor in there, and then he came and worked for us. Yeah, did some injectors, did a turbo, something small, and then he sold off the truck and he wanted out. And the truck was starting to show its age, a little bit of rust, had 200,000 miles on the body. He was like, "I'm just, I'm out, I'm done." Right. So what did he get? Right. He started. I don't, he had I don't
0: a, remember. Look, let's not even try to do the don't exact even, order. Don't even let's go there. give a list. Okay. Let's give uh, a list.
1: A 12 King Ranch. A 15 Platinum, so those are two Fords, Uh 15 GTR, Nissan. He had a 1,000-horse Cobra. Uh, he had an 06 Mitsubishi Evolution, little four-banger. I forgot um, about the
0: Evo. Yeah. yeah. He
1: had a R33 GTR. That's right. Yeah, That's He right. had that for literally a week or two. Yeah. Um, Z06 Vette, Hellcat. Uh, oh, God. The Hellcat.
0: I never got to ride in a Hellcat. That's the only one I it wanted to ride impressive. in. It was not impressive. It
1: was not. No, the Vette was probably my favorite out of all of them. Okay, I did ride in that. Um, all within less than a year, by the way. Yeah. Okay. A- accurate TL. None of these vehicles uh, <laughs> were owned
0: for more than three months.
1: No. No. Like, I, I doubt he made a payment. <laughs> like, he all just, of these. He all of these vehicles him. he yeah. went through
0: in less than 365 days. And
1: then he comes up to me and goes, "I want another third-gen Dodge." He goes, "I want a Mega," and that is something that I will stick up for him on. He has always wanted a, a maroon Mega, so he found a one-owner, fifty thousand mile. Cherry, cherry. It's maroon, mega. It's red. Business for, council. For our listeners with yeah, eight colors it's in their the, Yeah, the ruby, whatever. In, uh, Inferno red is what they call it. Sure. The truck's gorgeous. It is. Like the truck's beautiful. I reap benefits because he was driving the truck home from PA and he calls me. He's like, I'm ordering a set of wheels. I'm like, shit, order me a set. We can get a better <laughs> deal, a two for one. So I got a set of wheels. He got a set of wheels out of it, but the truck looks nice and he's got a game plan in play. Um, We'll see how he executes it. If he keeps a truck for more than six months, that is the longest truck he's owned. If he keeps it for more vehicle. than three months,
0: it'll be yeah, the, in the last his couple of years. longest ownership yeah. in two years. Yeah. So,
1: and his, his other comments, he had that truck for five years. So that was I, this isn't the first go go-around where he's bought and sold vehicles. Like couple right. years ago, back in high school, uh, he had a, a run in very similar. So I'm excited. So what we ended up doing with this um, was you came up with the idea like, hey, you guys should go for a ride along. So talked to Jim, had to convince him, whatever, and we went. And it, it was a short clip. There's not really much to talk about when you're talking a stock 50,000 mile 5.9 Cummins, but he's got some tuning. It has an exhaust, um, the silencer rings removed. We kind of touch on that. And, uh, you know, we just went for a, a drive around our local town here and just talked about some of the characteristics of the truck. So, listeners,
0: for the end of the episode, we're going to kick it over to Chris Emke and Jim Rendent driving around just
1: being a couple of cum dogs. Oh, cum daddies. Hey guys, Chris over here, Diesel Performance Podcast, and today I am with Jim. Rendant, the Jim Rendant. So Jim, uh, we're in something a little different. Uh, What are we in?
2: 2006 Mega Cab.
1: All right, Inferno Red, the signature Rendant color. Um, You've been pissing me off in the office for (laughs) a couple months now. Uh, You wanted a Mega, you wanted to get back into another Cummins, so tell us a little bit about why this thing is so special.
2: Yeah, so as you know, before obviously the the quad cab had a, a long history, and uh, I sold that a year and a half ago, and I've been buying a bunch of cars and things to try to replace it. You know, find something to fill that void, and I uh, had a lot of cool stuff, but I uh, just got the itch building customers' trucks and, and whatnot. It you know makes you kind of remember what you had, and you know kind of want to get back into that. So uh, been looking around and. Couldn't really find the, the truck that I was after, but uh, I was scored a, a, a truck a couple weeks back, and uh, just just getting started with this. So hopefully we'll we'll eventually build it into uh, what it what the quad cap was, and you know teach a lot of the guys, you know things that you need to do and things that you don't need to do, and and then uh, eventually again get it back up to the same level or higher than where the quad cab was uh, with with ultimately a nine second goal I mean I think that'll be cool because nobody's done it before so
1: so it was funny you know going through old Instagram photos and stuff and we had a picture last week uh, that we posted with the 15 in this in the parking lot and three and a half years ago we had a picture of my old 07 and your old 06 and I'm sitting there looking and it's like for someone who doesn't realize or appreciate it like those two trucks right there had about 600,000 miles on them between the two okay from from the old photo to now two trucks at a hundred thousand right yeah, so how many miles are on this thing uh,
2: 57 I
1: 57 and it's an 06 yeah and the thing literally looks like it's been in a time warp like uh, yeah, the interior the sure. the fabric the carpets like the thing's mint this is yeah. pretty sweet
2: bought a 06 brand new in 18
1: yeah Pretty much, it was stock. Like this thing that doesn't even have didn't even have an exhaust.
2: Yeah, nothing. this no. thing's 100% stock, never modified. So.
1: I remember back when I was like 17, 18, uh, when I had my old second gen, I got pumped and taken out the silencer ring out of the turbo, <laughs> and then I get a thing from you the other day. You're popping out the silencer <laughs> ring. I was like, dude had a 1,200 horse truck, and he's pumped on taking out the silencer ring to get a little bit more turbo noise. I'm
2: trying to get those free mods. Dude, you know what?
1: Hey, mods for days. Sound is a modification these days. Always. So.
2: Makes
1: drool. <laughs> now you were you were playing around on the dyno. Um, over at Calibrated, we Nick gives us full ring. I mean we get to yeah, have a lot of fun. Um, game to do whatever, um, so whatever. the truck was on the dino yesterday and you baseline this thing. So three twenty-five horsepower is what these things were advertised from the factory. Uh, guys always talk about there's always so much of a percentage loss through the drivetrain. This truck's on a twenty-two by twelve. What power did it make?
2: 8307 is a baseline stock exhaust base tune. I mean, definitely a low mileage truck, a strong truck. Uh it's, it's a very solid number. Not a huge loss. I mean, if anything, you know, this one's got a little bit more from the factory. You know, call it a factory freak. But
1: hey, that's when I had when I had my 07, bought that truck 348,000 drove it from upper peninsula wisconsin back to the shop loaded it right on the dyno and that was just a two-wheel drive truck and it made like 311 or 310 or something and we thought something was wrong with the dyno we're like dude this thing's tired like something's got to be up but then you find a, a low mileage unit you know backing up the same type of numbers a four-wheel drive a little bit bigger a little bit more of a, should be a driveline loss yeah. but it's not
2: yeah no so. it's surprising that's one thing that you know we've kind of tried to Prove or disprove, you know, do wheels and tires make a difference? And
1: we saw a little bit of an influx on the Ford when you had that.
2: Yeah, the Ford definitely. But know, 15, 20 horsepower was significant yep. running a mud train versus a normal street tire. But, mm-hmm. you know, at the end of the day, it's a strong truck. I mean, 307 is stout, so.
1: Um, You've already been tinkering around with some tunes with the V2 and whatnot, playing around with some yeah, of that stuff. Yeah, put, uh,
2: we put our standard jack tuning in it, and, uh, I mean... It's not, uh, it's nothing like what I'm used to, but it's what a lot of our customers have. And, oh, you
1: know, so you couldn't tune the truck and make almost 550 or 600 like uh, the Ford? Uh, we, <laughs> yeah, it's not as strong as those, uh, we'll try to keep the strands
2: alive until we can get over and have it built, but. Cool. I mean, it's definitely, uh, it's definitely a nice driver. Uh, spent the time today on the dyno, doing uh, some baseline testing again, stock tune, modified tunes. Uh, after changing the exhaust last, last night to, to disprove or see if the exhaust picked up any power, is, is you know some of these manufacturers claim? Oh so. hell oh
1: yeah, man! And I mean, for a typical five inch exhaust, they generally run around six hundred bucks. You picked up some nasty horsepower on that yeah, thing. Yeah, I
2: wish I could say that. <laughs> five, five horsepower. You know, not even one five.
1: Five horsepower for six hundred dollars. Yeah, I mean, yeah. this is where. But the silencer ring—that you know, silent, what How much power did the silencer ring make? Uh, I, don't, I didn't
2: <laughs> baseline, it, but uh, no. But this is the thing, you know. This is what we want to tell our customers and share this information. You know, these guys go out and spend this kind of money, on, you, you know, they'll, whatever they—they they buy an exhaust or an intake or a guy calls with a Duramax. Oh, I, I, I got an exhaust. You know, make sure the tune yeah. is a, you know, is tailored for that and it's like yeah, it doesn't really make a difference
1: yeah. so I always tell guys you know when we're talking forced induction you know diesel turbo diesel engine those factory components are gonna flow well you know they, they have to yep. <laughs> so when you do exhaust intake up pipes manifolds on a Duramax whatever it's gonna help with efficiency it's not necessarily gonna help so much with peak power yeah. you know peak power is dictated by the tune and turbocharger and fuel system so,
2: yeah I mean Take that six hundred dollars. You know, it, it was nice. I mean, I drove this thing. It's been. Uh, I've had the truck for two weeks now, I yeah. believe. I think it's two weeks to the day. And it was nice having a stock truck, something that's quiet, this smooth. I mean, you, you feel the truck. I mean, it's it's nice. It's smooth,
1: this thing's it's solid. Quiet. This this but, thing is solid.
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, take that six hundred dollars and put it into something that's going to actually net you better fuel mileage yep. or better drivability. You know, definitely more power and torque. You know, and take that's, it right up here. That's where we're. You know, that's what we're trying to prove with it. So we're gonna we're gonna do some things here with it that uh, you know obviously improve the performance. You know everything I want to do is, is performance oriented. To probably see the drag strip more than anything. I don't plan on doing any sled
1: pulls or My sled pulls are so cool.
2: Yeah, not with this thing. Oh
1: nah, man, you gotta all the washing and stuff you have to do afterwards, and
2: these mile trucks gonna stay nice. Yeah,
1: for sure. It fits in his garage, so that was the one thing. There was a customer of ours, where he had to get a couple miles on the truck for a test drive, and I get a I get a picture from him. He's like, well, it looks like a Megat's coming into the family, it fits in the garage, I'm yeah. set. I'm like, dude, come on.
2: It's got about a foot of clearance in the garage. So <laughs> works good.
1: His wife's truck gets to sit outside, his truck sits inside, I like it. Yeah, <laughs> that is. So, walk us through, I know we talked a little bit earlier, you know, tune's done, exhaust is done, silencer ring mod i mean next thing we all know what's up next it's a big dollar investment it's a transmission so what's that look like
2: yeah i mean i'm gonna do things a little bit differently a lot of guys come to us and they want they want more power but they don't you know they don't want to they want to do things that are inexpensive and i understand that but i'm not gonna do i'd rather not add power and i'd rather build the drivetrain so you know the first thing that is gonna be done is obviously gonna be the transmission. Yep. We're gonna get that solid. I'd rather spend more time behind the wheel slower than spend no time behind the wheel at all. Because you broken. added power and, we, and Yeah, and, the and trans- we broke it. So, so downtime is not something right. that I like. I know a lot of our customers don't like, yeah. you know, I mean, if, if I can't drive my vehicle every day, I'm, I'm pretty frustrated. I pay for something I, I wanna be able to drive what, what well, I Well, Setting
1: the foundation's a big thing and I mean, it, it, you, you really see that with our custom you know with our customer base for the guy it's his first diesel he might not necessarily comprehend the fact about a transmission oh man this thing's getting it um, so they might not necessarily comprehend or see the importance of that or they might think that they're the exception their trans is gonna stay together I know when I was younger I thought the same way. Uh, after vehicles being down for six months at a time and spending more money than I care to you realize that you know maybe you're not necessarily the uh, the exception and maybe you should take uh, some advice from people that have been in the industry or someone who's done it before Uh, but the foundation's key you know for sure so yeah
2: I mean especially after going through all the transmission issues right issues on the quad cab you know the first year and a half that was the worst shit I ever dealt with. Uh, you know, I listed the truck for sale twice because of it. You know, it's just like you never thought you were gonna get rid of that problem. So yep. again, we're gonna do things a little bit differently. Um, build the trans. Uh, get rid of the two-piece driveshaft. You know, and the last thing I want is for that thing to come apart and wreck, right. you know, wreck a perfect something, perfect yep. truck underneath. You know, so after that, uh, we'll probably do. Obviously, we'll retune it. Uh, stock stock turbo built trans get those power levels to share with some of the guys and uh, after that we'll probably go into one of our drop-in chargers and you know uh, who knows what we'll do after that you know maybe maybe use it for some testing on on, uh, R&D turbos and whatnot but uh, inevitably add some more fuel and and, and push it you know if if we could do tens on a stock bottom end I think that'll be cool eventually but uh
1: we only have a couple more months left in nice weather so whoa, yeah, whoa, whoa. It's, it's i gonna mean
2: it's it'll sit this winter so get some time to do some modifications get the looks where i want it and then next year we'll hit it we'll probably hit it pretty hard next year so okay cool
1: well guys um you heard it here on the podcast right we have some cool projects going over at uh calibrated power um There will be a video series on this as well, uh, doing some diesel insights and things of that nature through the Duramax Tuner Facebook page and YouTube channel. Um, Myself doing the drive-alongs, doing the test drives, those will be coming out here very shortly. Uh, Maybe you and I will do one together in this, who knows. Jim's stingy and doesn't let people drive his stuff, so that's cool. if you have any questions you know how to get a hold of us you can message our Facebook page comment on the videos comment on the posts give us a call at the shop myself my extensions 2121 your my extensions
2: 2126
1: extension. and uh, the main line is 815-568-7920 so if you have any questions for us feel free to reach out uh, we'll be glad to help on that note I'm Chris I'm Jim thanks for watching and listening
0: the Diesel Performance Podcast is brought to you by Calibrated Power Solutions, home of Duramaxtuner.com. Calibrated Power develops emissions-equipped calibrations for a wide variety of diesel powertrains, including the Duramax, Cummins, Powerstroke, John Deere, Case, New Holland, and many more. For more information and great customer service, check out CalibratedPower.com or call 815-568-7920. That's 815-568-7920. Driving around just being a couple of cum dogs. Oh, come daddies.